Hey, my friends, I'm super excited to have this conversation with Savo Neal. I've known Savo for a couple of years. He's an SEO expert for consultants and helps consultants get more clients through their website. He's got a few different products, which we'll unpack today. We're going to go deep into his marketing, how he promotes himself and gets tons of traffic to his website through primarily SEO and what he does with his email marketing and some other things, as well as how does he do SEO? How does he drive thousands of relevant visitors to his website consistently every single month through one or two pieces of high ranking content, as well as a long tail of some other content as well. And you know, how does he build his email list and sell products and services automatically every single month with very low touch, super interesting conversation that we had today. He goes into all the details, shares a lot of numbers. So stay tuned for this one. We're going to go a little bit deep on the world of SEO and marketing for consultants. And um, yes, that was a wealth of knowledge. So you're going to enjoy this one. Savo, maybe you could walk me through the ways you you package up your products and services to help consultants get more leads and more clients for their business. Sure. I'll start with a little bit about my my background. Um, I started out freelancing in my in my mid twenties, and I think that's that's where you kind of test out a bunch of different things and see whether or not you like them. So I. I I played around with web design, I played around with SEO, I played around with copywriting and everything under that sort of digital marketing realm. And I worked with many clients in many different industries, but I always was on the on the, on the hunt for how, how could I make marketing easier? How could I raise my fees? How could I become uh, an authority in, in an industry or in web design or, or SEO in general? And I think Philip Morgan's work really inspired me at a relatively young age to specialize. And his work is all around declaring a niche and being proud and public about that niche that you serve. And one of the main things you do is you look back at the clients that you've worked with and you think about um, who you enjoyed working with, who has the money to invest in your services, who actually has problems that your expertise can solve. And when I looked at my past client list, it was, uh, I really liked working with consultants, independent consultants, small consulting firms. I'd only worked with maybe two or three of them, but selling to them was easy. Working them was relatively easy. Uh, they had no problem investing in my services and they had problems that I could, that, that my expertise could solve. So pretty early on, I decided to kind of go from web designer to websites for consultants and I found it made it much easier to win projects and, and find projects and find clients and ultimately allowed me to transition working outside of Upwork because that's where I got most of my client work back in like 2015 into getting clients through through my website and getting clients through LinkedIn uh, because I kind of started to become known as the websites for consultants guy. Um, and then... At some point, I wanted to transition out of doing done-for-you client work. So that's when I started to think about how could I put what I do into a step-by-step a -step process where instead of me building the websites for them, I could either serve them in a, a done-with-you with model, so sort of like in a, in a co-tree or advisory sense, or um, a purely um, do-it-yourself model where I give the consultant everything they need to, to do it themselves. So that I, I launched my consulting website template kit. I think the first version was 20, 2017 or 2018. Um, and now that's my primary core offer is a, a basically um, done with you and done and do it yourself product to help consultants write, design and market uh, their consulting website to help them get more clients. So that's kind of a, a high level overview of my background and, and what I sell today. Yeah, that's really interesting. So that's kind of at the crux of what we, we teach around here is how do you mm -hmm. get out of trading just your hands work for saying, okay, I'm really good now at, at, at doing the work. How do I then take what mm -hmm. I know, package it into products and services? Mm -hmm. and so you've done a really good job of that uh, on your website on savoneal.com. You've got a few different offers. You've got your template kit, which is a template for consultant websites. And then you've got another variation of that, which is your you know template kit plus plus you you help and coach mm -hmm. people with mm -hmm. that. Talk a little bit more about those two options. Did you start with just the product and then add the coaching option after that? or mm -hmm. uh, like how did how did those two come to be, and how how's that been yeah. so far? Yeah, uh, it's quite literally like um, 
done with you is the coaching option. Do it yourself is the, is the no coaching option. So I started out selling only the uh, do it yourself option. Um, but I found that I, I ended up providing coaching and support, just kind of people would reach out once they bought the kit and they needed help with it. And I was just providing that support and advice kind of ad hoc for free. Um, but that was super valuable and, it, and it, it did take time. So I figured I would charge for that and create a, a done with you option without getting too, too involved in the actual like copywriting, setting up the website. Cause I, I know I didn't want to jump in there and start fiddling around with WordPress um, or, or writing copy for them in that offer itself. I would eventually branch out into doing some more done with you SEO and copywriting services, but yeah, it began as a totally do-it-yourself offer, and now I'm kind of modifying it, getting more involved um, to help people um, get the results they want, which is a website that um, gets them clients. And with some people, they just need a bit more hands-on help um, than the do-it-yourself version offers. So I'm happy to provide that help, but it has to be at a higher investment on their part. Because if I'm going to be doing more work, then I'm going to require a bigger invest investment from them, obviously. Uh, but when I first launched it, it was just, it was, I think it was 197 bucks. And I would just kind of offer ongoing email support for, for no, no fee. Um, but as I've become, you know, better at what I do, I'm, I'm charging more for it. And I'm under, understanding more about pricing and how to, how to charge for my services and my expertise. Cause I think when you first launch something, you don't really think of your, of emailing the client and providing them your expertise or loom videos as, as, as valuable. Cause you just don't know that your expertise is, is quite possibly the most important and most valuable thing that you offer. So uh, yeah, it started with the do it yourself. And now it's, it's, um, done with you with the with the higher priced option and i even have some workshops that are um done with you and even some um done for you type of type of offer so okay well i've got a lot of questions that i want to un unpack there um mm -hmm. so when you when you raised your prices from 197 or whatever it was to f i think it's 497, 497 maybe yeah. different at some point but mm -hmm. um have you did you notice an increase or decrease in sales or was it sort of and I don't, I'm sure you're not tracking the conversion yeah. rate on the landing page, but mm -hmm. how did, how did that go with the sales? There was basically no drop in, there was only an increase. I, I marketed it more and I got more sales. So there was no real pushback around the price. Um, so as I, every time I do raise my price, I make sure to make the offer more valuable. Um, and right. when I did launch that version two, which went from 297 to 497, um, that's when I, when I, when I, when I put the course in there. So it's an actual course of me doing everything I do for my consulting website, how I wrote it, how I built it, how I marketed it. I put it all that into a course. So it's not only just the kit, I added in the, the course as well. So there was only an increase in sales because I became, uh, and I, and I'm becoming a better marketer with every iteration of the product, um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't notice really any pushback and I never have noticed any pushback on price because I make sure to make it more valuable every, um, every time I update the product. I guess. And it also gives you an excuse to, to communicate to your, your email list that's saying, Hey, this, this price is going up. I'm adding more value. Do you, do you do that preemptively and say, Oh yeah, you, totally. Yeah. By now yeah. you'll get all this additional benefit for the next version kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I make sure that people know that, um, if they invest before a price raise, they get the, the, um, the, the, the lifetime benefits. Um, and it, 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 it incentivizes people to invest earlier rather than later. I don't really like doing like huge price cuts. Cause I feel like that harms the, the previous buyers. Yeah. So I do do deliberately do campaigns saying, Hey, I'm going to raise the price invest now and you'll get those future benefits. So they're incentivized to invest earlier in the earlier iterations of the product. And do you offer them lifetime access to additional versions of the product? Yeah, where it makes sense. So like updates to the course, um, absolutely. But like they're not going to get um, lifetime or, or a one year of email coaching um, just because I can only offer that to people who invest invest more. And they understand right. that. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So, okay, cool. Yeah, that's always the thing is I've heard there's kind of two models. One is you get the product and then there's a, a version 2.0 coming out and maybe, maybe past clients can buy an upgrade and, mm -hmm. uh, or you just say you buy it once and then it's yours forever, including all the future improvements and mm -hmm. rewarding your customers yep. along the way. So you've taken yep. that latter approach then sounds yeah, like. Yeah, I much, I much prefer that approach. 
Got it. And so one of the other things about your, your products is that you, you kind of have an, like an always open cart. Have you thought about open close cart? And this may tie into your marketing strategy, which we'll get to, but like meaning like, okay, this is available now you do a launch, you know, and then it closes and there's a wait list. Oh yeah. Um, I have considered it. It's just not something I know much about. I do kind of like the evergreen approach, which is something that I kind of do where um, I've done big launches with with clients and they're just a, a ton of work. Um, they can be very lucrative, but like the amount of work that's required is is immense. So I, I kind of prefer the evergreen apo- approach. I think there are trade-offs to each, but um, my whole funnel is basically um, SEO, email marketing, like, like a, a five-day email course, and then I pitch my product and then just an ongoing weekly, weekly newsletter. And that, that's doing pretty well. Got it. We're going to unpack that a little bit. I just want to mm. uh, talk about your products a little bit more. So you've got, you've got that product. How, how many of those do you sell per month roughly on average? Um, I probably sell eight to 12 of those per month. And I, and I really only spend 25 to 50 minutes a week on, on this business in terms of just marketing the, the template kit. I really only do yep. SEO. Yep. Um, and the rest of my time is spent on done with you stuff. And then um, a little bit of done, uh, done for you for uh, a few select clients. Got it. Okay. Yeah. That's a great return. So you're looking at about mm-hmm. five, six grand of, yep. we're not going to call it passive, but you're, you're looking at five, six grand of kind of revenue that comes in yeah. largely from SEO it's, and we'll get, I mean, mm-hmm. maybe you can talk to that. Uh, so you spend most of your, in terms of marketing, you, you build art, you do articles, you do your newsletter. SEO is your core, is your core strategy with, with backed by email, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I think, and I have pretty strong opinions about this, but I think SEO is um, by far the best marketing method for consultants. I think every marketing method mm-hmm. has its has its trade-offs. Um, and I'm open about those trade-offs. You know, SEO is a longer-term investment. Um, you do kind of have to be well-positioned in order for it to work. Um, yeah. it, it requires just the boring, sometimes unsexy work of writing and editing. That's like the core piece. Yeah. Uh, but once you do dial in a good process for it and you do it consistently um the returns are immense like i the the main article that markets savoneal.com is an article called best consultant websites um which i recently updated kevin you're in that mm-hmm. uh but that sends you know five six thousand people to my website every month and it sends x amount of leads every month who go through my email course and i wrote that back in 20 2017 and it's still the primary method for how I get traffic and clients to this day. Wow. So it just goes to show you that you can write something five years ago and it'll continually benefit you for years to come. I don't know if you can say the same about uh, a Twitter, uh, a post or a LinkedIn post that you make, you know? Yeah, not at all. That's I'm a, I'm really a strong proponent on building on your own website. So you build that, mm-hmm, yep. you know, that domain authority, you build your own authority, at least as a home base, you can distribute wherever you want. That's a good thing. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. And I don't do any SEO. It's funny you do that like my, my primary focus is building relationship via email. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but I know that I need to get more into SEO this year because it like, like you're saying, like you, you write one knockout yeah. article and that's perfectly aligned with, with your, with your product. And then you, now you've got five, 6,000 people that to some percent of them, obviously a small percent, but some mm-hmm. percent walk in off the street and never heard about you. $500 mm-hmm. for the product is low enough mm-hmm. risk mm-hmm. that they're willing to take a, tr- a shot at you. And, uh, yeah. for most consultants, that's nothing relative to their, their, their broader revenues, right? If you're mm-hmm. doing, if you're, if you're in any way established. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. a, yeah. yeah, if you were to spend, if you were to spend the money on Google ads, you would not make anywhere. I mean, it would be, it would take all your profit. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you said you don't do SEO, but you do publish and that's, right. that's half the battle, right? Actually yeah. writing and publishing your thoughts. That's going to get you caught. That's going to get you in search engines without you doing SEO, but SEO is a piece you kind of add around that. And on top of that to, um, help your writing get picked up by, by search engines. So you are doing some of it, maybe not intentionally, but writing yeah. is, is most the battle in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a problem with writing, but, it, but sitting down and like you said, it's, it's a bit of a, an onerous process to get, mm-hmm. figure out what keywords you want to rank for and then yeah. to, to go in depth and to write. And, mm-hmm. you know, it has to be the most authoritative answer to that question and a good answer to that question yeah. that people yeah. are searching for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you've also got a book. So you have a book, um, Productize Yourself. How's that mm-hmm. selling? Um, it doesn't really sell that much because people, instead of buying the book, they just buy the the kit, which comes with the book. 
Okay. So it does yeah. sell a couple every month, but I find that it, it gets less sales than the, the, than the, than the, than the offer that costs 10 times as much yep. because that's like a, that's like a super do it yourself, meaning you just get the information, but you don't get the, the templates or, or, or the, the step-by-step instruction. Right. So I find that most people just prefer to buy the kit over the book. Interesting. And so on your, I'm on your website template kit right now, you mm-hmm. have two options, the kit or the kit plus, um, coaching. Um, you don't put the book on that page. So obviously people are, you know, there's no like third option. That's like 40, 49 bucks or whatever for the book. Yeah. I mean, you can buy the book standalone, but I just try and funnel as many people to the, 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 um, the template kit. Cause that's, that's the, that's the most profitable. That's what I enjoy selling the most. Interesting. Okay, cool. All right. And so, so you, let's talk a little bit about your SEO approach. Mm-hmm. So, yep. you, so you've, um, you've, you've, you also do services for this. Actually, let's maybe focus on the, some the service component of yeah. that. So you've mm-hmm. recently you told me that you that you do some services. They're not really um, you don't like focus on them on your website, uh, mm-hmm. but but tell me like okay, how does the services work? Do people come to you and ask you for stuff, and then you upsell them and just sort of through conversation onto your services? And and what services do you provide? Yeah, so. Um, the, the, the first thing people need to do if they want to get clients for their website is write and design a, 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 a lead generating consulting website. But once you have that website up, then the next battle becomes the, the marketing phase. How do you get, how do you drive traffic to your website? There's, there's many ways to do it. Um, but SEO is my favorite way, as I said. So I was thinking this was, I mean, I think I first created this a year ago. I'm having this issue where clients will set up the website, um, but then they don't know how to market their website. So what can I do without actually doing it for them? Um, How can I kind of offload my knowledge into their head uh, of the ways that I actually market my business? And that was SEO. So that's when I really started to break my SEO process down into five primary steps. Again, I didn't want to do it for them, uh, but I, I thought about, you know, maybe I can do five 30 minute zoom calls, add in some support and just kind of teach people my, my SEO process. So I had a client who had this problem. They were interested in SEO. So on the fly, I kind of figured, what can I offer? What can I, what can I pitch this client to help them get a result, teach them SEO, but not just like teach them it. Actually, I want the, I wanted the offer to result in something tangible, like an article. Mm. So I just, put down my thoughts on paper. I put together an email, um, a price that I'd be comfortable with basically, um, what they'll get, what it'll do for them and the investment required. It was, they'll get, um, five calls with me, um, each one dedicated to a step of my SEO process. Uh, and most importantly, they'll get an article and we're going to kind of co-write an article. They'll do the writing, they'll do the editing, but they're going to have, uh, my help kind of advising and editing, uh, the, the, the article and, and advising over the entire process. Um, and it, it sells really well to people who buy my kit, but want to add in the marketing piece and they want my help rather than trying to figure out SEO on their, on, on their own. Um, because I've been doing SEO really intensely for the past three years now. Um, I'm a lead content strategist at consulting success as a, as a contractor. So I, ha- I handle, um, the consulting success blog, all the content, writing all the content, uh, determining what we write and why. So that's a big part of it as well. That's how I kind of honed my skills, um, by doing it, um, some ex- four hours a day. So that's how yeah. that works. Wow. So it's, it's nice that you have that anchor client. And so you, so that's kind of like a service, but you don't offer that for more people. So we're not going to call that a service. It's kind of like an anchor Anchor yeah. client, and then yeah. you do these productized gigs. Exactly. In addition yeah. to that, plus your plus your products. Mm-hmm. You got it. And so you have these these five calls, and I think you were I don't know what the price will be, but in the range of maybe twenty five hundred dollars for the five calls, kind of thing. Yeah, twenty five hundred dollars uh, for the workshop. It's a one on one workshop, so I work with them, and I, I I basically it's not just teaching them my process, which I do, but we actually do some keyword research together. We, we pick a keyword for them to write. That would be really valuable for their business. Yep. We outline it together. Um, we have a, we have a conversation about it, which I transcribe and, and give it to them as their first draft. Mm-hmm. And then I teach them my editing process. And then the, the final call is how to do 
on page SEO and then publish and promote the article to get some initial traffic because SEO can take anywhere from a couple of weeks to a couple of months to actually show up on search engines. So I want to make sure that once people do produce this valuable article, mm-hmm. um, there's, there's, there's so many other ways to market it other than SEO. So that's, that's a ba- that's a basic outline of how, how the, uh, the process is with that workshop. Yeah. Very cool. Can we dive into that a little bit more and you can kind of talk about those sort of stages. So I think the first thing you said was keyword research. Yeah. Research. I think, I think that's probably the most important, probably the most fun phase of SEO is once you get a tool that'll show you um, how many prospects, for example, are searching for best consulting websites. And then you see it's 2000 people per month are searching for that. And then you see the keyword difficulty um, is is 10. So it's actually realistic that you can rank on the first page. And uh, I use Ahrefs for this. Um, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in there an hour and a half, 90 minutes a day, just typing in keywords, typing in ideas. But if you actually know, you take a phrase that you want to rank for and you know how many people are searching for it and you know the difficulty of, of what it would take to rank for it, it just makes it so much easier to conduct like a, 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 a build an editorial calendar and and build out a real content strategy because most consultants they just kind of write randomly without that data and there's nothing wrong with that i think you absolutely should write material that has no volume just because you're passionate about it or it's a, it's a strong point of view or it's, it's more of a branding play like you you can and should do that but if you do want to get traffic to your website organically from google um starting with keyword research and using a tool like ahrefs is is is, is, is key so that's your first step. I, I will go back to the, 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 your, your prior requirement, which is tight positioning, which yeah. is like step zero, but mm-hmm. yep, tell yep. me about that. Why is that important? Yeah. So if you want to write a, an article on marketing, you type marketing into Ahrefs and the difficulty is 99, the global volume is 300,000, but um, you're not going to rank for that, right? You're competing with HubSpot. You're competing with billion dollar companies with a marketing team of, of a thousand mm-hmm. and it's just it's highly unlikely that you'll rank for marketing then you type in marketing for consultants you see you see the global difficulty you see the global volume is uh 1000 and the keyword difficulty seven so no the global volume is not super high but the the difficulty is not high and since you're a consultant um and you provide marketing um for consultant services you don't really need 300,000 people because you're not going to work with thousands of clients every year. You're going to work with, you know, 10, 20, 30. So tight positioning is allows you to enter longer phrases into Ahrefs or the tool to find keywords that ha- might have a lower volume, but also have a lower difficulty. And if you are a one person team or a five person team, like you're not going to have the resources to battle HubSpot over the marketing keyword, but marketing for consultants as a keyword, that's something that's doable for a solo consultant and you can rank relatively quickly and start seeing, you know, relevant organic traffic to, to your website. So that's what, that's where positioning comes into play. Got it. So that's, we'll call that step zero. And obviously Mm -hmm. if the content, if you have good positioning, then you're going to know who you're trying to attract, which makes your content sub specific. And then, and then you're writing SEO that's content that's specific to the audience that you're trying to attract. And then they come Mm -hmm. to your website and they say, Oh, this is like oddly enough, exactly what I'm looking for. And then down the rabbit hole they go. Okay, cool. Yeah. So first one being keyword research. And I think you've talked about things like, you know, keep your difficulty under a certain level and keep, you know, maybe your, the keyword volume over a certain level. Is there any kind of general guides you kind of look for using tools like href? Yeah. Ahrefs. I like a keyword difficulty. If I'm writing on a newer site to be from zero to 10, Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously the, the, the tighter your positioning, the easier it is to find keywords within that, that range. And then a, a volume, I like anything 30 or more. So 30 might not seem like a lot, but if you do rank number one for a, for an estimated global volume and they're under estimates, right. Yeah. Um, you can expect three, five, 10 X, the amount of traffic, if you do rank number one for that, and you only really need a couple of leads, um, per, per week from each article to, to make it worth the investment of actually of actually writing it. So those are some hard and fast rules that I like right. to follow for, for newer sites. For, for more authoritative sites, you can um, just forget about keyword difficulty. I've ranked for some ones that keyword difficulty of 50, um, even best consultant websites is I think between 20 and 30. So uh, a lot of factors come into, uh, into play like topical authority. Does yeah. Google recognize your website being around a specific topic? And, and are you publishing, you know, things that, that prove you're an expert on that topic. Uh, backlinks are super important, um, which I don't 
do my, I don't really manually do. I think if you write content well enough, it'll attract backlinks on its own. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, all that, all that's super important. Okay, cool. So that's, those are great rules of thumb, at least to give people the, yeah. a sense of parameters so they don't feel overwhelmed when they can, mm -hmm. when they go into a tool uh, like Ahrefs and then say, well, oh my goodness, where do I even begin? Um, so you got keyword research and then I guess what's, what's, what will be your second part of that, of your say SEO kind of process? Yeah. So the next thing comes, uh, outlining and uh, like, if you try and write and, cause like every, with every article I write, I want to make, I want to attempt to do the best article on the internet on that topic. Um, but to do that from a blank page can be very intimidating. So outlining gives you structure. If you think about like a book, uh, the keyword, the keyword research would give us the title of the book. Yep. The next step to make to make the writing process easier is to create like an outline of that book, the book being mm -hmm. your article. So I have a, a often I'll use like an intro and then I'll do like, let's say it's it's about um, sales consulting. I'll, I'll use the five whys and how. What is sales consulting? Why invest in sales consulting? Um, how to do sales consulting, Pro provided you're a sales consultant and you want to kind of inform the the buyer about how sales consulting works. Mm -hmm. You could do a, an article on the ultimate guide to sales consulting, intro, five W's and, and how, um, and then a conclusion with a CTA. Um, given what they've just read, um, give them one or two action steps to implement what they've read. One of those should be to reach out to you for a consultation. It could be a, a newsletter CTA, but basically outlining makes the writing process um, much, much easier. So uh, I like to break that out into its separate, uh, a separate part of the, of the SEO process. Interesting that you said to use the five, uh, five W's, you know, who, where, why, when, mm -hmm. so that's just a way to kind of frame up the content. So like, you know, what, what is this? Why is this important? How do people use it? Mm -hmm. So that, that creates that kind of framework creates an authoritative uh, approach to covering all the angles is that kind mm -hmm. of the, the thinking behind yeah that? yeah and that's one that's one approach obviously you would you would add in your own case studies your own unique points of view um, your own examples that will really help um, make it more in your voice yeah. but that's just a, a general approach you can use for like an ultimate guide there's also like a listicle like i've done with my best consultant websites um but yeah, those are just a couple of different formats, but it's, it's, it's really about the, the angle you want to take. And you do get an intuition for this. Once you do a lot of SEO and a lot of keyword research, you take a phrase like uh, marketing for a consultant and you want to think about what's an angle I could take on this. You know, what, what's the user intent? What are they looking for when they type that into Google? Mm -hmm. um, and something like that, I would, I would, I would do the ultimate guide approach. Um, the ultimate guide to marketing for consultants makes sense. Yeah. Step by step, uh, really in depth, uh, yeah. and think about what they get as a result of reading um, your article. What they'll be able to do um, from your information. Interesting. Yep. Okay. Cool. And so that's outlining, and then I guess the next step is writing. Yeah, and that's um, that's where it gets. This is where you know entrepreneurs they get excited about SEO. They got the titles, <laughs> they got the outlines, but when it comes down to like writing and just sitting down and getting the words on the page. Um, it's, it's, it can be quite challenging in my, in my workshop, I found that most consultants are more, especially if they're busier, they prefer to just speak. Mm -hmm. And then I, that's why I transcribe it and I, and I send it over to them. And that, that is the writing phase. A lot of like, I think it's really important to separate writing from editing. So when I'm writing, I'll forego grammar. I'm just trying to get the words on the page. I want to fill out the yeah. outline, get all my thoughts on the page. I don't try to. It's hard because I am a bit of perfectionist and I, and I used to edit while I write, but if you can be disciplined and write that mm -hmm. first draft, forget about the grammar. I know people who even don't even use capital letters. They're just, they just want to get the words on the page all lowercase yep. and then they'll clean it up after. But yeah, I mean, for writing, I think the Pomodoro technique um, really helps doing, doing it in 25 minute chunks, um, maybe doing one section of your outline per day. Um, mm -hmm. You can just really, really break it down and try and make it as easily and easy and seamless as possible and remove as much friction um, doing things like locking your phone away in a, in a kitchen safe. All of that will help you just sit your butt in the chair and um, get the words on the page. And that's probably the hardest thing uh, about the, the process is the writing. And yeah, I mean, it's certainly when you're doing long form, I find like short form for me is I have an idea, I have an impulse and mm -hmm. something related to what I'm working on. And I just write about it stream of consciousness. And then I'll go back and edit it and yeah. hopefully, hopefully refine it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, but the idea of like sitting and writing like a, 
I don't know. How long do you recommend writing an article? Your articles? I don't. I, it's not so much about time. It's more. I would say it's more about word count. Oh, sorry, um, word count. Yeah. 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 And the, I mean, the quicker you get, the the faster it'll take. But I like to, and it's highly dependent. But if yeah. I'm trying to write the best article on a topic, it'll end up being around fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred words usually. Um, that can change depending on on the topic. Some mm -hmm. they don't need to be, but that's just something I like to shoot for um, in my in my own articles if they are trying to be the most in-depth article on that topic yeah and i guess that's the goal right because <clears throat> there's no point of being number seven in mm -hmm. google right if you're going to mm -hmm. do this if you're going to invest your time i think google re genuinely rewards the best content because they yep. can tell by like how many people came back you know and if you have mm -hmm. google analytics installed probably mm -hmm. unofficially they see how long are you spending on on page mm -hmm. or are you mm -hmm. bouncing and and uh yeah, I think that's the, one of the reasons, like having your own case studies and bringing in your own expertise. So it's not just functional, boring content. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it feels like this is written by someone who actually knows their stuff. Yep. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Really good mindset. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you've got you've got keyword research, outlining, writing, and then I'm guessing editing is your. Yeah, and I think I think editing, in my opinion, is the hardest part of the process huh. because that's the that's the real writing part. I mean, with editing, yeah. what I'm doing is I'm making sure that. Every sentence, every first of all, every paragraph is in the right order. I want to make sure that every sentence is in the right order. I want to make sure that I'm using the right word for in every single sentence, the precise word, and I'm and I'm basically going through that algorithm um, for my article, and that's editing. It's it's right. very like cognitively demanding yeah. if you're doing it like that, and it often involves writing the same sentence ten times, picking the best iteration of that sentence, making yeah. sure that it's in the right spot. Every word is precise, then on to the next line. So that's yeah. that's editing. That's that's might be the hardest part if you're doing it properly. But that's how you really improve the readability. Um, you respect the reader's time by by making it easier for them to read. So they're stressed, they're on their phone, they don't have time, they're reading your article, and they're still finding it easy to read and valuable. So editing is really where you where you do that. Got it. Yeah. Um, and when you're editing, do you look are you are you trying to get a number of keywords? Like, do you try mm -hmm. to stuff secondary keywords? Or, like, or is every article written for one? Like, what's your thought on yeah. keywords after the head after the title? I, I really I don't pay too much attention um, about using the keyword in the article besides the URL, the title, mm -hmm. and maybe once or twice in the H two tags. Other than that, I'm not thinking about secondary keywords. I just try and explain things as clearly and as naturally as possible. And I find just by doing that, you'll rank for many more keywords than just the one you target. But in terms of like manually trying to hit 2% keyword density and all that, like I, I don't pay attention to that at all. And I don't, I don't see any evidence for that. It's even necessary anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think edit, like I always say editing is like writing is like 80% editing, you know, because like, yeah. Uh, and, it, and people are kind of always surprised by that. Even my short articles, often I'll spend more time editing by mm -hmm. like a margin of two or three, like 80% mm -hmm. of my time. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's interesting you say that. Um, and then getting it over the line is important. Getting it published, getting it on your website, really key. I guess that's the next, the last step in your sort of five parts. Is that kind of like yeah. final optimizations and publishing kind of thing? And oh, yeah, distribution. Yeah. yeah, so I kind of, it's step five, publish and promote. Yep. Uh, we have on-page SEO and that's kind of the, the the final things that you do that I just mentioned, um, making sure the, 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 the keywords in the title, it's in the URL, um, adding adding an image or two, trying to use original images. Um, and, and Yoast SEO is what I what I use for WordPress sites, real simple. Gives you like do you a, use the, the pro version or? No, I only use the free version. The yeah. yeah, but it's, it's, you know, adding the meta description, um, including the H2 tags and, and it's, it's pretty simple stuff and you can learn it in, in an afternoon. Um, do you put the focus keyword in the box just to give you a little score? I do. Yeah. yeah I do that. Kind of I find that works well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And then and it reminds you to do all the little stuff. Sorry. Like it reminds you like yeah, yeah. add alt, you know, alt tags or yeah. descriptions for yeah. your images. And yeah. like, that's one of the benefits of Yoast is it forces you to be a little more disciplined with your, mm -hmm, with your mm -hmm, practice, mm -hmm. which is great. Makes Absolutely. It, it helps. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, again, the most important thing is your, your writing ability and how easy the, the article is to read and understand. Yeah. But the on-page SEO stuff is that final 10 to 20% um, that just makes sure that it's, it's understandable by search engines and it gives you a, a higher chance of ranking. And then right. uh, distribution. So that's just thinking about 
how can you get this article out to as many people as possible to get some initial traffic to it? Uh, because you can't expect it to rank on search engines immediately. I mean, if you have a higher authority site, you can. I've seen you know some sites get articles ranked in a couple hours, even on the first page. Um, wow. But until then, you know, it's sending it out to your email list. It's writing a social post. It's asking people, asking other people in your network to share it. Um, it's all these little things you can do just to get that article in front of in front of anyone really and getting people to share it. So yeah, that's why I'll send an email to my list when I write a new article, um, blast it on, on, on social, ask people to share it. I don't do any link building, but some people, uh, some people do that and it does, it is an important ranking factor, uh, but it's just getting that article out before you expect search engines to, to, to rank it. And you don't have to submit URLs to Google anymore, right? Like you, once you give them your sitemap and yeah. search console, like do you, do you actually go? I, I do. I do that. I do that. Um, especially on newer sites. I found right. that with more, with more authoritative sites, you don't have to do that. Google mm -hmm. will, 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 will crawl them early, like within a day, but right. on newer sites, I find that it, it helps, um, it helps get them picked up quicker. So I do, I do submit mine manually through Google search console. Got it. Cool. Okay. Um, uh, one th like meta example of backlinks, which you don't do, but indirectly. So obviously if the content's good enough, people are probably going to link to it. It's authoritative, that kind mm -hmm. of thing. Um, you, you had your top 30, uh, best consultant websites and why they have yeah. them 2023. You've updated mm -hmm. it. Um, the cool thing about that is like, I'm always a big fan of like, if you want people to distribute your ideas, if you can feature people, that's a great mm -hmm. way to naturally get them. Whether if you're a local business, and featuring the local businesses around you is like the mm -hmm, best mm -hmm. place to eat or whatever. Next thing you know, they're sharing it, they're linking to it on their yep. blog, they're putting in their newsletter. Mm -hmm. um, so you don't officially do backlinks, but any other tactics like that that help accrue backlinks naturally? Using data is 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 a really powerful way. If you if you type in consulting fees um, with my with with, with consulting right. success, we did an article around um, consulting fees and what really boosted us above our competitors was doing like an original study or survey on consulting fees, asking our list using SurveyMonkey, um, some questions about how they set their fees, um, what's worked best for you. And that really pushed us above our competitors. So we're, that's that gets a ton of traffic every every month. But anytime you can include original data, that will also help you attract links naturally. We even had some of our biggest competitors um, link to link to that post um, because we had data that they could use to make their article better. So yeah, data and featuring other people is the really only two ways that I've, outside of just writing really good stuff yeah. and really helpful stuff, um, those two sort of angles to take on content, content I've seen really help attract backlinks naturally, but I've never, I mean, maybe a couple of times I've asked for them and done like, there's like, uh, like it's like 404 page link building where you like literally hunt out websites that, that are linking to broken pages and you offer them like your own, your own website as a, as a replacement. Yeah. It's just super, super time consuming. Um, the, the, the hit rate's super low. It's like a full-time job. And I just prefer to, to, to double down on, on writing ability and content. Yeah. And I guess watching how your, your posts are performing, if they're number five, is there something you could do to improve the headline, add more content, tweak it, improve it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think updating older posts that are in that five to 15 spot um, is one of the things that moved the needle most for, for my own SEO. Um, Cause they already are picked up by Google, but they're just, they just might be missing like a section or just, they need to be rewritten or they need to match uh, user intent or they need like a case study or a video, but improving content that's ranking decently well is probably priority number one and, and could even overtake writing brand new content from scratch. So mm. yeah, updating those, those mid-level posts, making them better, um, is, is, is a, is a, is a great SEO play. Love it. Cool. Um, you so how often do you write these articles or how often um, do you aim to? Yeah. So for my, for, for sabonil.com, I, I, I only really focus on best consultant websites. So I update that, um, a couple times every month. Um, for CS consulting success, I do, uh, two articles per month. Um, so they're very in-depth articles. They're, they're often targeting hard keywords. Um, there's a lot of features featuring clients and, and, and other experts. 
um, for a new site of mine, BJJ Equipment, which is a, a hobby site, I'm writing anywhere from one to two posts per week. Um, so collectively, I'm involved in, you know, one or two web, one, two, three posts per per week. Uh, but it's dependent on 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 the niche, on your goals. Uh, but generally, for a consultant who who wants to take this seriously, I think starting with one really good article a month um, in a year, you'll have a twelve sort of marketing assets that are that are moving the needle for your business. And, and once a month is like is nothing. You could do twenty five minutes a day of writing, and that'll give you one article per month for your business. Yeah. So yeah. And so going back to your own website, you said you just update the best consultant website every, like, would you say every few weeks or months? Yeah. Every, every few months I'll add more people to it, but, um, the, 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 the better play for me there, since I already rank for the primary keyword is to focus more on the, um, the email marketing, um, oh, focusing nice. more on upselling and, and really now helping my clients get results and then, um, marketing those results through my email list rather than going for maybe a keyword. Cause like best consultant websites or consulting websites doesn't get a lot of search volume, mm-hmm. um, but it is enough to get um, a good amount of revenue every month from, from the product and, and, and ultimately through upselling to, to other aspects of, of uh, marketing uh, a lead generating consulting website. So. Interesting. Okay. So uh, why not do one article, one new article a quarter? Like why, if that one's working so well, yeah, yeah, why not? Is just time like no? It's a good question. Um, if you like, I've I've hunted for keywords around mm-hmm. consulting websites, and there's just not many yet. So like maybe like consulting homepage would get like a search volume of ten, and I'm already ranking there with best consultant websites somehow because somewhere on the web on the page someone mentioned their homepage or whatever. So there's just not a ton of search volume around consulting websites enough where it, it makes sense to to do a lot of SEO for it mm-hmm. um, because I already own, I think, the most valuable keyword for for my niche of, of consulting websites, which is best consulting websites, right? right? So I can use that time and I can use that to write a weekly um, email newsletter. I can invest that time in doing the workshops with my clients mm-hmm. um, and, and in other ways other than SEO. So because it gets around five or 6,000 visits a month, that should be enough for me to monetize and, and, you know, sell eight to 12 to 15 templates per month. And so how many, like how many newsletter subscribers would you say you get? Um, I've right now I've got around 3,500 total and every month it's between, I think 150 to 200. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a good amount. And I, and I find that the highest ROI for me is being consistent with, with my newsletter. Um, yep. so that's, that's why I'm spending that, that, that amount of time on, on this particular business. Yeah. And so I've been a subscriber of your newsletter for a long time. Um, why don't you publish the content from your newsletter onto your blog? That's a good question. Um, I think it, for me, it might just be my obsession with SEO. First of all, I probably should, uh, but I just <laughs> like, like the opposite. Like I'll publish the yeah, equivalent of yeah. what you do just like on my blog. Yeah. Yeah. I actually don't have a good answer for that. I probably should, but it's probably just my sort of OCD around SEO and like following my process. It's tough for me to, to publish something without following this process just because I know it works so well. Um, But I know it's a, it's I should do more non SEO related articles. It's probably connected to the fact that I don't post too much on social media. Uh, I, I might do more of that. And if you do use social media, it opens you up to, writing more, um, not using SEO, but like, like you do, like you'll just write what's on your mind and share that. And, and it works well. Yeah. Um, and you don't, yeah, again, you don't need to use SEO, but that's just the process that I'm most comfortable with and where I've seen most results. So, yeah, yeah. It's just funny. It's like, it doesn't compute. Like to me, like there's so much value in your email yeah. and you wouldn't really know unless you subscribed and, uh, right. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's, it's funny as, as an SEO minded first person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you've got a great newsletter, by the way. People should get on there and subscribe. Uh, SalvoNeal.com. There'll be a link in the show notes as well. Um, I have one last kind of question for you around audience pages. So mm-hmm. let's say you have, let's say you're, you're, um, you do website, like, you know, marketing for consultants or something. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, well, I, I think we kind of, we touched on this as an idea briefly. And maybe you can talk about it in other cases, but like IT consultants, websites for IT consultants. Like, have you, you know, have you, 
have you seen it work really well when you start to create essentially audience niche like sub sub pages either as services yeah. or as content where i've seen it work well is with case studies on the consulting success website so we get a good amount of leads from people who go to an article in the article we'll mention a case study we'll link to a case study that that the url sales consultant or it consultant and then that person is reading about a, a consultant that's in their industry and that case study will push them into booking a call so these don't get a ton of search traffic um i haven't really experimented with it yet i haven't really done like I might look into this after this is I'll, I'll, I'll pop open Ahrefs and, and, and Google IT consulting website. And then I can write an article on how to, how to structure an IT consulting website. Um, so I think it, I think it definitely would work. I would just have to know the search volume. Are people searching for it? Yeah. Uh, but if they are, it would absolutely be like a killer, uh, a killer post because it is so targeted. I think um, obviously yeah. like, yeah, consultant, like, um, is is a is a niche, but marketing consultant or IT consultant is like super super specific, and I think people people appreciates um, specificity. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, the smaller you go, the maybe the less return you get per effort, but uh, the long tail once you add stack up a few mm -hmm. of these things. And really, the mindset here is that you're what you're doing is you're creating an asset. So every time you do mm -hmm. one of these articles, it's an asset that's going to last for yeah. years. Like you've talked about this one being yeah. five years old, and so. Uh, I think that's the way we want to be thinking. The whole mindset that I have is like, how do you take your expertise mm -hmm. and create assets out of it? Whether those are knowledge products, whether those are like courses and whatnot, or articles or mm -hmm. templates or resources or examples. Um, that's the, that's the way to leverage, right? Is assets. Yeah. Like that's yeah. the main around your expertise. Yeah. And that's why it's my favorite marketing method. That's why I think it beats all other marketing methods, because like you said, it is creating that asset. Um, it is extreme long-term thinking, but um, once it does start to work, like uh, it, it's giddy. like it's like having little miniature yous crawling the internet and, and having conversations with people while you're going for a walk or, or doing your hobby, and like your your articles and your thinking being crystallized through art through through your website are are doing a lot of work for you, and that's the core of of what I teach in in uh, in my own business. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's a great mindset to have. And, uh, I think a lot of people don't, can't think long-term like they can, but they don't realize that yes, it's going to cause you pain to create this thing once, mm -hmm. but then in theory, it, it pays you forever. Like you imagine yep. you had $5 a click or $2 mm -hmm. a click on, mm -hmm. on your thing. You, mm -hmm. you're spending the range of 10 to $25,000 per month for the traffic you have mm -hmm. from one article mm -hmm. and, uh, amazing. Yeah. There's even like a really cool, um, blog ROI calculator where you type in like, your, your lifetime customer customer value, how much traffic you're getting from from this article, and it'll show you like what that article is worth. I just saw this the other day. It's su super super cool. But um, people just should should know that you know you might get, not get, might not get it rewarded immediately, but over time, like these, this will be the best marketing that you do. You've inspired me, Savo. I'm gonna I'm gonna be working on my uh, my SEO, and I'll I'll probably be talking to you about that a little bit more. Amazing. Um, Thank you so much for, for being so transparent with your numbers and breaking down your business model. I think yeah. you've got a really fun and interesting one, a good combination of you're doing some done for you, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, with your anchor client and the, and also with your, uh, with your hybrid model, which to me is like a guided done with you program mm -hmm. yeah. where it's not just like, we'll write it together over two calls. Like it's like five right. structured calls. You're learning, yeah. you're transferring your knowledge, which probably will turn into a product at some point that you can through all mm -hmm. these questions and answer, you'll mm -hmm. refine it through yeah. doing it a, a bunch of times. Meanwhile, you get to sell it at a high ticket. So you're effectively earning over 500 an hour, mm -hmm. um, selling a few of these things. And maybe there's a product thrown in on top. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I've got a really well dialed in methodology that's working really well for you. And then yeah, you mentioned quickly that you've got bjjequipment.com for mm -hmm. Brazilian, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu yep. equipment as a side project and hustle. So uh, curious to see how that pans out. I know you're mm -hmm. just getting traffic and I think you're starting to get a little bit of mm -hmm. maybe affiliate income. So yeah. Yeah, it's um I think the other day I did thirty-five dollars um in one day. So if you expand that out daily, like that's starting to 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 make a dent. And it's yeah. um I think that site is interesting because the domain name is still I think it's point eight and it's already outranking yeah. huge websites because of the content. Like all I think about is how can I improve my writing skills and communicate 
um, what I'm trying to say as 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 well as possible. So that site's been been gaining a lot of traction, which is great to see. Using what I what, what I've shared here, shared here, so it is kind of industry agnostic. Yeah, I love that so much. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. So I guess the best place to to find you would be on your website savoneal.com t s a v o n e a l dot com. You got it. Uh, where and where else can people find you if you if they're on the socials? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I don't post much on Twitter. Um, I might, I might, I might start doing more social. Uh, but basically, my website, my newsletter, and uh, yeah, that's the best place to find me. LinkedIn as well. Cool, Savo. Really appreciate that. I'll put all those notes in the show notes. And um, yeah, thank you for opening your methodology. That's you know, there's way more to it, obviously. So if if you mm-hmm. found that valuable, obviously working with Savo would be great because you get the end result of a really well dialed yep. in Savo grade stamped approved yep. article as well as lessons that you can use for yourself and all of your clients if you are a marketing mm-hmm. consultant especially that can be a really really valuable skill set to have which makes it just a no-brainer in terms of roi and those are the things i look for when i make investment decisions in courses or coaches i look for things that are specific to my needs and can pay a dividend for a long long period of time and that's an example of just leveling up your business so i highly recommend mm-hmm. checking out Sabo, and i've known him for a couple of years so it's nice um Nice that we get to chat again. So I really appreciate you sharing everything so far today. Appreciate it. Yeah, this was awesome. And I look forward to seeing your your progress with SEO. Yeah, you'll hold me accountable to it. Gonna <laughs> yeah. make, I'm going to make some moves this year. Nice, <laughs> I promise. nice. Thank you, Savo. Thank you. And that's it, my friends. I hope you enjoyed this podcast with Savo Neal. I know, for one, I am going to be thinking about how do I go and create the most authoritative, most valuable, interesting article for something that I think is going to help people find my website organically and begin that process of attracting some of that natural inbound search engine traffic, that good stuff without having to spend money on ads. And I know it's going to be a little bit of a long process. I know it's not going to happen right away, but I'm definitely going to be thinking about how do I create that authoritative long piece of content that can rank for a long time on Google. So that's what I'm going to be working on. I hope you're inspired to do the same. I hope you've seen how it's possible to generate five, six, even you know, tens of thousands of dollars in potential revenue through search engine optimization, and then be able to apply this to your own client's work as well. So you may not be an SEO specialist, but maybe you're a marketing consultant in some way, and you want to do a little bit more SEO for your clients, or at least advise them in some of the high-level ways they can approach SEO. I think Savo's strategies and techniques around choosing the keywords around the level of competition and the search volume gives you a really great starting point to help your clients figure out what keywords they should think about and how to go about trying to get more traffic to their website through highly ranking organic content. If you like this stuff, Sabo actually did a workshop for members of Mindshare. And so that training, that full comprehensive walkthrough of how he uses HREF to find keywords and break it down and to write an article and edit everything and publish it all. We went really deep into all the details. He basically showed everything that you could possibly want to, to see in terms of actually using the tool to get these pieces of articles written. Uh, so if you want to get part of that, that's that's content that you'll find inside the Mindshare community. You head, o- head on over to kevin.me slash group and you'll f- find out all about the community. Basically, we meet once every other week and we do a live monthly training with either myself or a guest expert every month. Usually it's on the business side of what you do, although sometimes we're trying to improve marketing skills like copywriting, in this case, SEO. Uh, So you'll get a good combination of business and marketing skills that'll make you a better strategist, better advisor, better freelancer, consultant, and otherwise. So head on over to kevin.me slash group and check it out. And otherwise, if you liked this content, please share it with a friend. Do you know any other consultant, marketer, freelancer, agency owner who would get value from this kind of content, send them on over, send them over to uh, kevin.me and you'll find a link to the podcast somewhere on the website and get it on your podcast player. And that's how you can help make this message go further. So I'll leave you with that, my friends. Stay well, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now.